The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome to another episode of The Adventure Jogger, and I will say that I'm battling a bit of a cold, so if my voice uh, sounds a little weird and you hear a little sniffle in the background, I apologize for that. So just uh, please just, you know, uh, cut me a little slack on that one. But I've got a great guest lined up on this episode of The Adventure Jogger. He had big plans for a grand slam for the year of his 50th birthday. What better way to celebrate 50 years uh, on the earth than completing the grand slam of ultra running? Well, COVID had different plans and he had to modify and he's actually uh, going to try it again this year. He's a year older, a year wiser from Colorado. We head out west. Joseph Bears is on the adventure jogger. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm, ha- I'm having a, a moment right now, and I don't know how to explain it, but having listened to you for as many years as I have, and, and I've been a Patreon, and I, I go way back. I go in the way back machine you're, to you're OG. The, show, the show that shall not be named. <laughs> I, was, I was a supporter and a fan of that. And the, the, when you came back with the Adventure Jogger, I was like, I'm in. I doubled my Patreon from 50 cents to a dollar. And <laughs> I am here. And I'm all about it. But but it's like it's kind of like, see, like, you know, I'm a big like, say you're a big uh, movie fan. Right. And you see like a, a movie star. What you literally listening to the music, having you introduce me. I'm 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 kind of freaking out right now. It's, <laughs> it's exciting. So I just want to get my fangirl out. That's done, and now we can speak. I just, I just wanted to make sure I told. I want you to know I might be a little nervous talking to you because you know I'm a big fan. There's no reason to be nervous, Joseph. I, I wonder how you found the old podcast because you're in Colorado, and that That's was true. a podcast that was really aimed at runners um, east of the Mississippi on the East Coast, if you will, a trail and ultra podcast. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> You got there. I got you didn't it. Say it, but you kind of said it. I that got there, fun. right? I think if I say it, I get sued. I don't know. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so how did you how did you stumble upon uh, my last podcast? Right. Uh, well, let's go in the wayback machine. Okay. I uh, was born in the armpit of the South, also known as Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my that's my roots. So East Coast, you know, right there on the on you know. The Atlantic Ocean. That, yeah. That's where I grew up. Uh, went to school, uh, school in Florida for college, and then got out of there as fast as I could because, as you know, North Florida is South Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I got out of there as fast as I could. Um, and then California for a while, and now Colorado for about 20 years. But actually, I, w- I listened to you. Shout out uh, 10 Junk Miles. I was a fan uh, listening to that show, and you were a guest uh, with Scotty on 10 Junk Miles. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy this show and so then i gave it a listen and then i was hooked and so i've been a fan ever since so that was whenever you appeared on 10 junk miles the week after that i subscribed and haven't looked back well thank you joseph for for all of that uh you know work and and being around for <laughs> for this long and supporting my ass for all these years i oh, appreciate man. I, it 
I, I hope I've donated to you and Jeff's White Claw Fund. <laughs> oh, I don't know what you do with the Patreon money. I th- I'm assuming it, you, it's it's how you put all those books in that in that very fancy bookshelf behind <laughs> you. Maybe that maybe that badass microphone setup that I'm seeing right now. I don't know what I don't know where you're spending the money, but I'm I'm glad to I'm glad to help, sir. Well, thank you so much. I will say that there's some podcasts that I feel are kind of kindred spirits, you know. And Ten Jump oh. Miles is one of those. Cultra. Uh, is another one of those uh, podcasts that I think are kind of, you know, kindred spirits of ours. And um, uh, like, a, like a Bigfoot is another one of those that I, I think he does really good work um, over there. There's there's many more. There's a lot of great running podcasts, but enough about me. And it's time to focus <laughs> on you, Joseph. Um, kind of give us, I like to people to explain and kind of share their running journey. How did you get from wherever you were before to the ultra runner you are now? Sure. Okay. Um, I, you know what's? It's funny. I, I can remember because it was the year of uh, 9/11. Um, I was uh, traveling. Uh, act. I'm, I'm an actor. I was an actor um, in my former life, and I was traveling all across the country um, on a show. And uh, you know, I was 30 years old. I was you know getting fat, and um, you know, just kind of. I, I just started gaining weight, and and you know. Uh, one of the guys on, in the show, this was in Cleveland. I'll never forget it. It was yeah. the week before 9-11. We were in Cleveland and this guy's like, hey, I'm going to go for a run. I'm like, do what? Say what? And so I've, I went with him for like a two mile run around. Uh, we went by the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, actually. Okay. I was like, OK, I, it was a good time. And he was you know, he took it easy on me and he was like a, a real amazing runner. So took it easy on me. We went around. It's like, this is it. And, you know, we were doing a show every weekend. So I was like, okay, this is it. And then 9-11 hit. And so travel went away. Uh, and I just kind of started tra- uh, running in my neighborhood from there. Um, so that was 2001. And then um, later that year, I did my first 5K. Uh, and then things uh, progressed quickly, as you know. And then by uh, the summer of next year, I ran my first marathon, um, a rock and roll marathon. Ooh. In San <laughs> and then after that... Uh, I just kind of the bug hit me and I kind I kind of kind of became that douchebag road marathoner and I started knocking off states. Um, my third or fourth marathon was right in your neck of the woods. I ran the uh, country music marathon. Ooh, did you did you go to the one where Montgomery Gentry played the the the, the post <laughs> show? Wait, you mean your neighbor? <laughs> yeah. Because aren't you like you've got what you've got Carrie Underwood next door? Oh man. Ryan, I have to say this too. I have so many words to say. I hope I hope I don't talk too fast. That's okay. When I <laughs> I was thinking before we had this conversation, when you do something or say something that I always like like think about, I want to say bingo or something. So like when you mention white claw or do something or talk about how your neighbors, uh, you know, in the country music hall of fame, I want to say bingo. And then I also want to take a drink. Um, again, this is what you get when you're at super fan status, you get excited about, you know, you doing one of your, uh, classic, uh, uh, adventure jogger sayings or, or, uh, comments. But anyway, uh, I don't know. We got to wrap this up. Taylor Swift's coming over. We're getting, we're breaking banana bread. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I started doing marathons and that was fine. And then about, I did that for about 10 years and you know, it was, it went well. And then all of a sudden a buddy of mine, uh, I started training with this really good friend of mine who was another actor and we, uh, uh, started doing training runs. He's like, I'm going to run a hundred. And I'm like, say what? And this was at 10 years of running marathons. Yeah. So it wasn't completely crazy, but 
Uh, he went and ran the Heartland 100 in Can uh, in Kansas mm-hmm. somewhere in yeah. Kansas. Um, and then uh, the next year, I ran um, a 50k here in Colorado, and then I kind of just progressed, and I did progress naturally. I went 50k, uh, 50k, 50 mile, and then it's been I've been trails and ultras ever since, and I kind of left road running in the rear view. It's uh, and, and yeah, it's good for the old body. I'm 51. I'm gonna be 51 here shortly, so. It's good for the body, good for the soul, and yeah, I'm still loving this sport 20 years later. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I I like it, and it's it's a good thing. And you got in way before the big boom. You are not a new boom yeah. ultra runner. You are a you are someone who discovered the sport probably even before Dean's book came out. Yeah, I think I, it came out when I was running road marathons. Okay. So yeah, I remember that and. Um, yeah, so about ten years now on the trail and ultra scene. So yeah, I think so. I think so. I kind of it's it's uh, it's feeling so strange now with COVID and everything yeah. that it's been so quiet. I I only got out for one real race in the COVID era, and again I was right next door to you and Taylor Swift. I did the No Business One Hundred. Oh yeah, up there. yeah, that's a beautiful course. I have heard <sighs> nothing but wonderful things about No Business. And that, I can't think of the race director's name, but he crushed it. Him and his wife, I believe. It, it, it was. It, it felt. It was in October of, yeah. of twenty twenty, and wave starts. Uh, you know, the 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 expo was get your, you know, get your ticket and get the f out. Um, <laughs> you're, you're bib and you're out. And and that the finish line was nothing. It was like, hey, here's your medal, and now go now now leave. Um, which was great. It felt great. It felt safe. Um, that's the one that Carl, uh, your buddy Speed Goat won. Yeah. Um, so I kind of geeked out there seeing him, you know, warming up before the start of the race by his car because no one could gather at the start line. So I'm seeing him, you know, just stretching and doing his thing. And yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, I've been through the boom and now st- sticking around, you know, sticking around in this weird sport. Okay. A couple episodes ago, we had our first male model on the <laughs> podcast, John Harden, who was a professional model. <laughs> He was a heroin model for Bill Clinton. So, right. you know, he's also a runner and a race director. So we, we just didn't have him on because he was a model. And then I, it's funny when he said that, too. He's like, you know, I was a male model when I was 14 and I did modeling for many years. I'm looking at him going, oh, yeah, you got a model face. You're one of those beautiful people. You're one of those beautiful people. Oh. I hate yeah. those guys. I know. It's like you, it's like <laughs> I'm glad my wife wasn't on that episode because then she wouldn't. You know, she'd look at him and then look at me and go, "God, man, did I settle? Man, oh man, did did I settle?" Um, you're the first actor, I believe, we've had on. Uh, do you have? Yeah. Do you have your SAG card? Yeah. Previous life. I mean, I spent my 20s and my 30s performing, and then I uh, became a stage manager. You know. Uh, performance director. And now I work as a producer for a, a Denver based events entertainment company. Um, so yeah, I've been all over the country, all over the world performing and then kind of moved over into the management production side. So, so you uh, were, you were TV uh, acting, you were, you were uh, stage acting stage okay. stage. Although I did, I mean, I did a couple of commercials. Uh, my very first commercial was a Miller Miller light commercial in the nineties. So, I mean, you know, and it, it was, a, wow. It was like in a big baseball stadium. And so it was me and a couple guys drinking beers and just, and actually we didn't have any lines, but we were like the, you know, we were like the featured, you know, the, the camera looks at us and yeah. we're doing thing while there's music and a, a narr- you know, a voiceover talking about how amazing Miller light is. And so, yeah, that paid the rent for a couple months. That was pretty cool. But yeah, you know, um, I did that. And, and, uh, you know, you 
start to get a little bit older, uh, it's like, shit, I got to find something else to pay these bills. And so I stayed in the industry. Um, so yeah, that's where I am now kind of, uh, working on the production side. It is one of those fickle industries, especially, you know, if, <laughs> if, if you're not just devastatingly John Harden handsome, you know, you, right. you, you do kind of, and I'm not saying you're not Joseph. I'm not, I'm I not mean, judging your looks, but it is, <laughs> it, there's a shelf life on that, on that skill. I mean, I'm no male model and, and, and I, you know, and I'm no Jeff Stafford. I, uh, I, I've been, I've been seeing your, uh, strolling gym, uh, pictures on, on the, on the facing book and on Instagrams. And, uh, he's a handsome, he's a handsome man. I'm surprised he's, uh, still, uh, silver and single. I figured he'd be, he'd be taken by now. I think the only thing that saved the grandmothers of the Clarksville and Nashville area was COVID. (laughs) I think that's... All right, two vaccines in, and he's on the prowl. I, can, I see it. I feel it. I believe he gets his first shot in a week. So, oh, okay, we're like a month away. So, lock up your grandmas. Right. We're a month away from from Jeff cruising the cruising the town. Um, oh man! And you're his wingman. That's that's all I know. No, I'm his wingman, and, and most people think I'm his son. That's that's the great thing. <laughs> There's no joke. Like we'll go running and people say, oh, it's so nice to have a father and a son out together. You know, we get we hear that quite a bit. I'm like, no, no, we're not, not even related. We're just we're just buddies. He just happens to look like my dad. So <laughs> and I've seen Jeff's son. I look nothing like Jeff's son. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how that works. I thought, you know, when I first saw a picture of Jeff's son, I'm like, he's going to look exactly like me. No, not at all. Not nope. not at all. But Joseph, the Grand Slam. Let's go back yeah. to that for a second. That is a big undertaking, especially in, in today's world. And, and this is not to, to take away from anything anyone has done in the past. But I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we know that Western States is a part of that Grand Slam. And it is ridiculously hard to get into. Um, I think 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you put in a little bit of work, wait a couple years, You'd yeah. get in and you could build your Grand Slam around that. But now there are plenty of people listening to this podcast, plenty of people running that will have qualifiers that, that all the qualifiers they need, but they simply will never get in because it's just there's there's not a whole lot of spots. It's not the rock and roll half marathon in San Diego where you've got a journey <laughs> tribute band at mile five. You know, it's I mean, not limited. selection. It's not the- <laughs> It's not the kitties for cancer 5K. No, it's not. There's no kittens right. for cancer uh, 5K. <laughs> you know, this is this is it's limited spots and everybody wants to be a part of it. And so, you know, I God, I wish everybody could get in. But there's some added pressure to that because, you know, taking a slot from Western states, there is a response. You almost have to feel like a responsibility that uh, I have to finish this thing because there are thousands tens of thousands of people who would kill for my spot. Yeah, for sure. I, I was, uh, I was 17th on the waiting list. Um, no 18th. You know who was 17th on that waiting list? Your buddy, Kyle Curtin was number, was one spot ahead of me on the waiting list. Yep. Um, and, uh, and everyone says, Oh, seven, you know, they usually go pretty deep and I'm like, well, with COVID, no one's going to give up their spot. Right. With the whole international thing, they basically let the entire waiting list in, um, minus the internationals. So somehow I got in. So I, yeah, I had I had I think a four years, which that's pretty good. Yeah, like it that's, is. Yeah, 
one ticket people and that's just insane and i thought i was gonna have to wait a few more years until i really even had a shot but it happened so yeah it's like i and that's where i was like okay i'm turning 50 i got into western states here we go let's let's make this happen and then i put in for uh, all the other ones and got into those um got into all of those um so yeah uh vermont leadville wasatch mm-hmm. and and western states well as fate would have it covid strikes right yeah, right and leadville says okay you can defer um uh, uh at, by 10 a.m on this day put in your um, you know, put in your your deferment and you can run 2021. Well, I did that about an hour after the start time. And they're like, oh, nope, it's full. You're deferred to 2022. So Leadville was gone. Oh, so then I know. So then I looked into our friends at Old Dominion and got on that waiting list. And somehow uh, I, I got in, I got, it was like number 12 on the Old Dominion waiting list um, and got in. Well, Ryan, uh, something has happened in the past week since you and I first talked. Okay. Vermont 100 just canceled. Yep. Second year in a row. Second year in a row. So now I am <laughs> terrific trifecta, uh, tremendous triple. I don't know what to call it, but now I'm in uh, Old Dominion, Western, and Wasatch. Um, however, the, the, the good news and, and did not get into Leadville. So the good news is the Grand Slam committee, and, and boy, to be a fly on the wall in that Zoom room. Yeah. Um, they're uh, looking at a replacement for for Vermont, and it might be they might um, come up with a race, and, and uh, you know things that are being uh, thrown around are Arkansas Traveler. Um, they want to find like an old established you know ultra, yeah. and then people that that lost out of Vermont. And it would only be like maybe ten or twelve people, so you know just let let those people in so that they can finish the Grand Slam. So all hope is not lost. But yeah, this this past week I was just gutted when I. Um, when Vermont canceled, but luckily they're already moving on trying to find a replacement for that. So. Well, if they don't, they could just call it the great slam. Cause it's not quite as big as grand, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the okay slam, right? The okay slam, you know, or you can just call it that oh, the, the good enough and, slam. And, and don't get the okay slam at Denny's or you're going <laughs> to have the shits. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with the moons over my hammy when you're, when you're going to, to Denny's, which, by the For way, sure. I only know this because uh, I've, I've eaten at Denny's with Jeff Stafford. Denny's does offer a senior discount <laughs> and they do offer a military discount, but you can't combine them. So you couldn't double dip. Right. He had to decide. Oh, oh no. What, you know what, what he wanted to be more an elderly person or a veteran. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Did they, I, bet, I bet you you were her son that day. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You I get that discount, I, Dad. I Dad, ate for free. I ate for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, the look on the waitress's face when you say like, "Hey," do you, and I always ask. He never asks ever, never. Right. I always ask that for makes him. Sense. I ask for him when he's paying and when I'm paying, just because I'm figuring if I can save a couple of bucks, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. ma'am, do you have a senior discount? <laughs> yes, we do. Do you offer a military discount? Yes. Can we combine them since he's a senior citizen and a veteran? I got to go ask my manager. And then oh, five always. minutes pass, and it's like, no, you've got to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
we can find a restaurant that combines those two, yeah, if we can combine find a restaurant that combines those two, we'd eat there forever, always. It sounds like Waffle House might be interested. I'm, you know, that may be our next, our next uh, target. Speaking of the shits, (laughs) 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 oh man, I grew up in the South. I do miss a Waffle House like that, like that end of the night kind of soak up the night. Yeah, but get. Those were the days, man. Have you been to a huddle house? I, I've you know what I haven't. I've seen them. Those are more like Midwest or are those. Uh, still? They're still they have them in the south. I, I, OK, people ask, like, what is a huddle house? And I, and I always say, do you know Target? Like, yes. <laughs> huddle house is to Waffle House like Target is to Walmart. It's the place where, you know, oh, got it. Like people are going to probably put pants on when they when they go there. So you know, <laughs> Target and Huddle House. That makes me think of the Gap and Old Navy. So you've got the Gap and then you've got Old Navy, Target, Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. well, no, the Gap Huddle is where House. people shop that don't have kids. And Old Navy is oh. where people shop that have kids. <laughs> Dude, that's not, wow, that's very fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But let's go back for a moment, Joseph, because I want to <laughs> talk about what you know, Western states again. You're on the yeah. wait list. And yeah. it, that's a weird world to be in. You're in this weird limbo because, and I've always wondered too, like when you're at the back of the wait list, you're just like, I'm not getting in. But you're smack dab in the middle. You were, you were 18th in the 18th. wait list? Okay, so yeah. Kyle was 17th. You were 18th. Yep. There's that limbo of, there's a really good shot that I'm going to get in. Um, how, do you, how do you mentally approach did you think like okay i'm 18th on the wait list i'm in and i'm going to train for this race like i'm in yeah i i started so this was what december of 2019 was right. the lottery uh and they say the waiting list doesn't even move until like may right like you can see movement until may so yeah i was i was all in training regardless bought my plane tickets, got an Airbnb, did all the shit. You know what I mean? When yeah. you have to travel out of town for a race. And so I was, I was ready to go. And, uh, but also, I, and, and, you know, this is kind of just the ultra runner in me too. I was like, well, if I don't get in, I'm going to go, I'm going to soak in Western States and I'll volunteer. Or I'll do something and just kind of just be there. Yeah. Cause you heard stories about literally the, the morning of the race, like they let two people in off the wait list the morning of the race because someone, you know, has a cold or has an injury at the last second. So, and one year that I can't think of, I can't say his last name, but he was a, a Barkley guy, John F. Fig of Aresi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he uh, literally, uh, it was the morning of the race. He was next on the waiting list. Uh, Gordy was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not running this year. And, uh, or, you know, no, he said, he said, I'll, I'll do the first 10 miles. And I'm going to drop out. And then everyone just kind of looked at him and said, hey, man, if you just don't start, you can go run the first 10 miles, Gordy. If you just drop out officially, we'll give your bib to John. And they and, and so John got in the morning of the freaking race. Like that story, like gives me chills. That's oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Because you think about I mean, <laughs> you're living in limbo and you really yeah. you really don't know. And then, of course, they cancel the race. And yeah. that that was heartbreaking for so many people. I mean, I and the, yeah. and the organizers too. I mean, let's. I think people never give enough credit to the race organizers. I mean, we all know there are shit RDs out there, and there are RDs that this is their lifeblood, and and they love the community. And it, and I'm sure when they were sitting there going like, 
can we do this race during a pandemic safely and maintain the experience that we've been giving people for decades? And I am sure it was a hard decision to make. And I'm sure there was a lot of tense discussions between people because they have a board at that race. And I'm sure, you know, and and a lot of people examining a lot of things. And I am sure when they had to make that decision, it broke their hearts. I am sure it broke their hearts to tell people like, guess what? The greatest race in ultra running can't happen this year, you know, but, but we all dealt with it. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Right. And, And so totally. And then that happens and where what what happens to you mentally when you hear the official word like, listen, waitlister, you got no chance of getting in this year because no one's running it. Uh, yeah, I, same thing. I just thought I just thought, well, actually, that's not true. But my first thought was, I wonder what they're going to do with all these international runners with all of the restrictions, because yeah. basically in order for them to come to the great U.S., um, they have to get, you know, two weeks in a, in a you know, on their own dime run the race and then they have to wait another couple of weeks before they could go back to their country. Right. So that was kind of the word on the street was we're not sure what's going to happen. So again, it was kind of just limbo, but I just started, picked up my training again in, you know, end of December, early January this year. And was like, well, let's go for it. And then also, you know, I, I somehow, and then they released the waiting list, you know, about a month ago. So I got in old dominion, got in, everything was like, and the last thing I thought was going to happen was Vermont going away. Right. But that that's a that's a strange one, right? That's just kind of interesting, and I, I'm sure it has to do with permits and oh, yeah. um, the state, I guess. But um, strange, just that California. I thought California was in the worst shape of any state when it came to restrictions and trying to permit. And California now with canyons and and you know American River Fifty is going to happen. California is back at it. Um, so for Vermont to cancel was a was a strange one. Tim Tweetmeyer might have uh, blackmail material on Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I know Tim's not the RD anymore, but uh, Tim has or, some pull. I, or is it Gordy? I, or or is Andy Jones Wilk, Wilkins involved in some capacity? It's entirely exactly. po- like, hey, hey, Governor, Governor Newsom. Yeah. You want those pictures getting out? Didn't think so. Give them their permit. You know, may have been something like that. Hold on, Ryan. Let me just let me just put Andy <laughs> Jones Wilkins impression on my bingo card. Okay, got it. Thank you. Right. <laughs> do, do you know what's even better than my impersonation of Andy Jones Wilkins? <laughs> Andy Jones Wilkins doing his impersonation of my impersonation oh, of him. It's the best. <laughs> I, I I also when when you and Jeff said you're going to come out to crew Kyle. I'm like, I'm going to see those guys. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to buy my joggers and get all my gear ready so I can represent you guys out there. Oh, is it going to be? So yeah, you're going to be there. You're going to be all set and ready to go. Um, I'm there. Yeah, it's happening. We're going to see you, man. We're going to be out there. <laughs> we're going to get out there the Thursday before the race. So we'll be there Thursday and Friday before the Saturday yep. start. We'll be uh, in the Olympic Village. So uh, yep. we'll have to get together. You're going to have to exactly. stop by. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the only difference is that you'll be probably, you know, 10 hours ahead of my crew at each <laughs> point. Um, but, uh, dude, I cannot I, like I love that you're pacing and I love that that you and Jeff are pacing and crewing. And that's going to be a party. You guys are going to have so much fun. Um, like, I, I'm a little concerned. I would have been a lot happier. You're Oh, I'm gonna are you going to get dropped? I'm going to get my ass go get dropped. I'm going to be the embarrassing <laughs> fool 
that gets dropped as a pacer at Western States. Um, I would have been much happier, Joseph, if you would have reached out to me earlier and said, like, hey, oh. hey, I need some pacers. You and Stafford want to come out? Yeah. And then when Kyle yeah. said, like, hey, guys, I need you, I'd be like, listen, Kyle, I know you're like family. But fuck you, I got to help Joseph because he's he's shooting for 20. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a 28, 29 hour, right. you know, Western guy. So, yeah, you would have been like, yeah, let's do this. Easy. No, seriously, after and I had kind of a real shitty race this past weekend at Sterling Gym. I did the half the worst half of my life. Um, I'm kind of really kind of fluctuated in shape right now. Um, and so as that was going down, all I'm going is, wait a minute. <laughs> in like two months, I'm pacing a guy who can run western states in 16 or 15 hours top 10 you got a top 10 <laughs> guy there oh my God. what do you call a half strolling gym isn't that race kind of a weird distance um no they have a lot of distances at strolling gym oh uh, the 41.2 okay. miler they have a full marathon they have a half marathon they have a 10k so they really and, okay. I'll, and i will say this so we'll just go into that for a second yeah um what an incredible atmosphere that is. If if anybody's never come to War Trace for strolling gym, first of all, the 41 miler um, is deceptively hard. So many people are like, oh, it's only 40 miles. That race will eat your lunch and kick you square in the nuts. Yeah. But the course is beautiful. And holy cow, does that city, War Trace, embrace that race? So many times you go to a race and the city around it has no idea what's going on and they don't care. Where War Trace, Tennessee is all about strolling gym. From the trash talk that they allow to be spray painted on the road. Spray painted on oh, county wow. roads. You know, I mean, that, you think yeah. about that. It, it's, really, it's, it's really darn cool. I was talking to a guy. He lives, his farm, his family farm is at mile 29 and a half of the Sterling Gym course right before the legendary walls. And his family has been supporting that race since the start. His dad was at the first Strolling Gyms spraying runners down with water. And they have set up their own aid station since the race began. It's a family thing. They're not runners. They're farmers. Wow. And they, wow. yeah, and I, and I pulled in and, and the wife's like, oh, just park on the grass. You're fine. I get out of my car because I'm, I'm, I'm crewing Jeff for the, for the 40 because I just did the half and hopped in my car. Yeah. And the, the gentleman who, who owns that property is like, hey, man, you want a beer? There's a cooler right there. You grab whatever you want. And I mean, it is absolutely incredible. And anyone listening, first of all, it's the most trail road race you'll ever do in your entire life. The vibe. Mm -hmm. It's a trail vibe. It's an old school vibe. If if it's been on your bucket list and you've been like, ah, I don't know, you need to, you need to do strolling gym. It is an experience um, from the water on the side of the road to the roadkill to it, it, to just <laughs> running through beautiful, absolutely beautiful rural Tennessee. Um, it needs to be on everybody's bucket list. But um, yeah, is that one of the? That's got to be one of the oldest. Ultras in the country, right? It's the second, JFK. Yeah, it's the second oldest continuously run ultra in the country behind JFK. Oh man! So incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Didn't didn't you? Um, am I crazy? Did you do it? Yep. It's a couple like, years uh, ago. Yeah. Anniversary year, and yep. you and you kind of did like uh, you 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 geared yourself up to be like the first year of the race or something. Yes. Is that yeah. Yeah. I, I ran in ran in really old shorts and a cotton t shirt. And in, in tube socks. I ran in white tube socks. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, that's funny for 5K and 
not funny for the rest of it. That That's sounds- why I blew up at 26 miles. That's why. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Kaboom! Did you at least cut? Did you cut holes in your shirt, Jim no. Walmsley and uh, Scott Jer style? No, I I, well, I I didn't think that technology was a, was allowed to me in the in the. That's, you know, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Did you run with a disc? Did you run with a disc man? I had. A, I had a. I someone sent me a uh, a cassette. They sent me a Walkman with a cassette. The oh old, hell yes! Yeah, and so I the, the, the they they included one cassette, which I believe was Boys to Men. Or <laughs> I still got it. I gotta go find it. But yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, I kicked it old school. Next year I'm gonna nice. do it but using the technology of today, but uh <laughs> see if I can get that <laughs> that blue shirt. But but back to you, Joseph. Okay. So here we are. All right. I mean here we you're, are. You're you're staring down the now the first the first the first race in the series is Old Dominion, correct? That's right. Old Dominion is June. Fifth, so we are just under five weeks, uh, five weeks from this weekend. So yeah, five weeks out till, uh, and then it's a three-week turnaround to Western. So yeah, Old Dominion in five, and then Western right after. And then Wasatch is a couple of is sep- September. Yeah, so you've got some time to recover. Um, yeah, so hopefully July or August, I'll they'll have a by then they'll choose a race that I can jump into as that as that third. And if not, you know what, Ryan. Three hundred, three, you know, uh, three classic hundreds in a in a summer. I'm gonna call that a. I'll call that a win. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not a bad summer. You know, like, right. like that's a really it's an okay slam. Yeah. It's, we're gonna call it the okay slam from here on please, out. Please, please, everybody. We're calling we it the this. okay slam. If we unless we're getting sued, <laughs> we don't want to. <laughs> so how do you, oh, how, man. how are you training? Because you're not a kid. You're not a twenty year old. You know, yeah. so your body is, you know, you're 51, you're gonna be 51 years old. Um, you know, you're an accomplished runner. You've been running for 20 years, but how do you train for the, just the, the, the stress that it's going to be putting on your body and then, then the recover the quick turnaround, especially for those first two races. The recovery, I have no clue. Um, I think, I think I'm just going to hopefully complete old dominion and then spend those three weeks recovering uh, hiking, you know, luckily yeah. I live in Colorado, so I'm just going to do a lot of, you know, again, uh, I call it, I guess I call it power hiking, but I, I, let's be honest. I'm going to go for a, a walk in the woods. Basically. Right. We don't say and, the you know, W word. The W word is even more hated than the J word. So we'll just That's say right. power hiking. Uh, yeah. The adventure walker is what I'm going to be <laughs> in between. Um, so yeah, so literally the training is all just leading up to old dominion. And then it's just kind of, I was just going to hold on and hopefully get my body back so that I could then do each race after that with a little bit of, um, kind of, you know, Western's all about heat, right? So right. I'm going to try to start do, do some, you know, running or hiking, uh, in the heat of the day for that. But yeah, being older, Ryan and, and I literally cannot run the miles that I used to, but also having done a ton of ultras and, a, and, a, and quite a few hundreds, I don't need to go out and run a 50 miler or a hundred K before I run a hundred miler anymore, because right. my body understands it. I've done it. My, I mean, you know, as, as weird as this might sound, I mean, you, you could go out tomorrow and do a hundred miler right. um, and not be pretty and it might not be fast, but you're, you've, You've done it. You're a veteran and your body knows that. And you know how to eat, right. you know how to drink, you know how to pack a, you know, freaking drop bag, you, you know, when to hike, when to, and anyway, so, so that's part of the thing is that I, I've learned that, you know, I'm too old to, 
put on you know, to do 100 mile weeks. Um, right. I'm not Courtney DeWalter. I'm, you know, I'm not these, I'm not these young, these young guns. So it's actually been kind of great. I've been running about 40 to 50 miles a week. Um, and I, you know, I do, I do do a hill workout. I, I try to do a track workout as, as laughable as those times are. It's still a track workout. Right. you know, it's still fast for me. Uh, so, you know, so yeah, I'm running about five days a week and I do, you know, probably 40 to 50 miles a week and just keep it at that nice level. And by doing the track in the hills, getting into shape, trying, you know, I, you know, alcohol is tough. I really like beer, you know, <laughs> I live in Colorado, you know, it's like that, that's, that's, uh, so yeah, I say, I actually, as of yesterday, May 1st, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm no alcohol till the race. And that's, I always kind of do that before a longer, before a big race. Cause that just kind of mental, it's more mental than anything. I, think, it's just I like, agree. Right, kind of clean out the body a little bit and, and, yeah. I don't know. How about you? Do you, uh, do you ever like do anything with your, with your food or drink before a big race like that? I don't drink, uh, the night before, which I know a lot of people be like, <laughs> you was, yeah. how dare yeah. you? I just, I can't, I'm like, there's no way, but you were saying something about not having to go out and run a hundred K, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or 50 miler before a hundred miler. And I know people that have not run a hundred miler are going to say that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But you really, I believe you really, the farthest you would need to go, um, is marathon slash maybe 50 K, uh, ahead of time. Anything before anything longer than that, you're risking injury. Well, and, 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 you know, even in my, even just a few years ago before a hundred, I think mentally I needed to just prove to myself that I could run 50 miles yeah. and also kind of putting that it's, it's almost like a rehearsal. Like it's right. a dress rehearsal. You put on, you put on a bib, you've got aid stations, you have a smaller crew, you do drop bags. And so like, for me, it was more mental than anything. And then I just kind of, as I've been getting older, it's like, you, I don't, I, I, I know how to run a hundred miles. I know, I know I can do it. Cause I'm not, again, there's no speed involved here. I'm not, I'm literally, you know, I was the second to last finisher of Leadville in 2018, I finished that race with seven minutes to spare. Right. There's no, there's no speed in this body, but man, I've got that, I've got that old man, you know, grit, determination and all that jazz is, is in me. So, you know, that's, that's where I think it's making a difference because I, I want to do this, you know, I want to be, I want to be Jeff Stafford's age running still. And, and that's, that's quite the feat, right? It's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, AJW, he's yeah. still out there getting it done and he's yeah. had all the surgeries and all the things. And it's like, I, you know, I want to, I, I don't want to just, you know, do this, you know, for another couple of years. I want to do this into my, well into my sixties. So I got to you know, think about it now. Right. Yeah. And I think it's just a difference and it's a difference in approach uh, to nutrition, I, I think is a big part of it because, you know, anytime you run a 50 miler, you, you go like, Oh my God, I, how, how could I do this twice? And it's just, it's different. It's completely Absolutely. different and you eat more like your, your nutrition game has to change based on the distance. You can do a 50 K on gels and sports mm-hmm. drink. You can do it. You know, you're going to hurt. It's going to suck, but you can. Right. But once you get farther than that distance, you really need to start like consuming calories and good. You know, you just have to, it's the whole, the eating game is completely changed. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how you guys do it in where you are in the humidity because the first thing to go in humidity and heat for me is appetite, right? Yeah, right. So it becomes about that, and that's the thing. It's like, well, yeah, this I, <laughs> I don't want to eat at this aid station, but I have to. Right. Or, or, and and again, that's just that's a veteran thing. Like like someone who's new to ultra running 
will be like, I don't feel good. I'm not going to eat. And then they blow up and they DNF. Right. right. So, but we, we know better. We know that, okay, if I'm not eating at mile 20, I'm going to be screwed at mile 60. Right. So even though it's, you know, baking outside and it's completely humid, I got to, you know, mow down these chips and, and get my hands in that Vaseline covered bowl of M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for M&Ms to have a special ultra flavored M&Ms, regular M&Ms with a slight coating of Vaseline on the outside. Ryan, that's a new goo flavor right there. Oh, God. Vaseline, Vaseline M&M goo. Would you eat that over Tutti Frutti? Um, you know, I, I think right now the goo people are saying, like, that's ridiculous. But you're right. That's no more ridiculous than Hoppy Trails or or Tutti Frutti. Like, seriously, you we've, release you release Tutti Frutti goo. I mean, come on. There is no standards anymore. We've lost. All respect is gone. Right. Is good. Okay, right. Will you please? I I, I know this is this is isn't about you, but I have to ask. I, I this morning I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw your uh, Montana Huckleberry post. Can you yes. just please share what happened? Because that uh, I don't want to ruin a future episode, but that made me laugh so hard. That oh, what a f- okay. So 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 it was a strolling gym. You know, we were we were walking from Jeff Stafford's camper. To the start line, my wife did the 10K. I was doing the half, and Jeff Stafford and Jennifer Raby were doing the the full gym. And so, family affair, family, you, your dad and you, yeah. you and your wife, family kids, affair was great. Um, it was just so great to the, 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 the honestly the coolest thing. Joseph was people, people again. Like it wasn't a that's virtual that's, thing. That's ultra. Oh, it was so good to see so many that's great it. people. You know, Carrie Long and, and Tim Smith and Amy wow. Martin and, and just people that I've known for a very, very long time. Uh, Olaf Wasternak was there. And it was just, it was so great to see all those people. And so, first of all, Jennifer Raby and I crossed the railroad tracks before the train came. And then the train comes. And the train is is basically blocking any way you can get from the porta potty slash tent slash finish line to the starting line. And so all I can see is this train is stopped and through train cars I can see Christina and Jeff Stafford like standing there going like, I don't know. So the train finally finally backs up and we're all able to get to that side. But then the the announcer, the MC at Strolling Gym says, Hey Ryan Plokelman, can you come up to the to the announcer's booth? Is there a Ryan Plokelman here? And so I walk up and an anonymous person, because I talked about it on a past episode about about the uh, when I was a kid, I had a uh, fluorescent yellow fanny pack that said Montana <laughs> on it. Uh, and how I wish I still had that because I'd use it for races. And so I got a very wonderful uh, letter in in this box. I open this box, and I'm like, "What is this? Is this Laz saying get the fuck out of my race or something? Like you know, whatever." I had no idea. And so I open up this box, and in that box is a fluorescent yellow fanny pack with Montana written on it, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, oh, Montana Huckleberry Goose in there because that's the only reason Hammer should exist. <laughs> Shut down every other product. That's the only reason that you you should exist. And then um, and then there was a very there was a wonderful letter. It was, uh, it was it was a, it was it was anonymous, so I don't know who sent it. Um, but thank they're you. They're listening right now. I know that. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're it was listening. it was it was really it was really cool. You know, because sometimes you you, That's see, cool, right? you sit in a room and you talk to people over Zoom and you record it and you're like, I like I mean, I see numbers. I know people are listening to it, but just having that connection yeah. and knowing that you know there's people that look forward to this thing and it helps them get through miles and it was a very very touching. Uh, note that's that means a lot so 
That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that fans are reaching out. And that's the thing, you know, I, I've seen, I've seen, um, you know, those guys from uh trail runner nation. I saw them at a race. Yeah. Uh, wait, they, I, I did way too cool a couple years okay. ago and they were, they were announcing the race and I just walked right up to them and started talking to them. And it was like, it was like we were old friends Yeah. and so open. And, and that's why I feel like Scotty with 10 junk miles yep. and, and you, it's like, I feel like I could, you know, have a beer with you guys, you know, oh, for like sure. and, and walk right up to you. And that, but that's also the elites in this freaking sport. Yep. It's the same thing. Imagine, you know, a baseball player or a football player, you can't get within, you know, 10 feet of them without, right. you know, getting tackled by their security team. You know, you know that, uh, you know, Cordy DeWalter lives right down the road from me yeah. and, you know, see her on the trail and she's like, Hey, what's up? And it's, it's unbelievable. It's Camille Heron. I mean, talk about yeah. someone who'll stop and, and have a beer with you mid race. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing, but yeah, it's, it's all about the people. And, um, it's such a, it's, I think that's, that's also one of the reasons Ryan that I'm addicted to this sport is that I, I love the people and that's why COVID really, really sucked. It did like not be able to connect and, and be a, so going to no business was the, the best, even though yeah. it was still social distance and everyone's wearing a mask at the starting line. But just being in that race and in that atmosphere, it was like, okay, this feels a little bit. And then also, and, and honestly, the South, the people in general, I mean, just the, pe- the people in the South are so giving yes. and friendly. It's unbelievable. So, you know, going through all those, those, you know, cause that, that race went through Kentucky for half of the race yep. and, you know, we were, we were going through, you know, around people's properties and um, everyone was just so awesome and, you know, cheering from their front doorstep and, you know, and I don't, you know, people with Trump flags and this was like right before the election. So yep. we had Trump flags and Biden flags and everyone and, and it didn't matter. Everyone was just so positive and, and cheering on the runners. And it feels kind of similar to probably it's probably right down the road from War Trace, right? Right. So yeah. Similar vibe. It was just it was cool. So, yeah, getting getting back to the people. And that's that's one reason why I'm super excited about the slam. Um, but, yeah. And then knowing that all these cool people are going to be at Western States and old dominion and Wasatch and just, you know, and again, you can walk right up to people and go, Hey, I'm, I'm a big fan. Or, you know, I heard you on this podcast or I've been following your races and congratulations. And I've never been shunned or, or pushed away by, by anyone. I did uh Chrissy males race, um, Chuck and a few years ago yeah. talking and she's the race director. And she's like, you know, she won freaking UTMB. Right. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, my mom just made this pot of chili uh, for the aid station. Come over here. You got to try it. Meet my mom. This is the freaking Chrissy Mail elite ultra runner. It's yeah. just unbelievable. So No, it is yeah. It is so cool. And I remember um, when when I started the old podcast, uh, the Trail Runner Nation guys actually messaged me. You know, I didn't email them or anything. And I figured, you know, because I've always kind of considered them the gold standard. I think those guys are are really wonderful. I think they're good good hosts and I think they what they do and Eric as well Eric from uh, Ultra Runner uh, podcast I think those guys are kind of they're the OGs you know you oh big time this this media wouldn't exist without those guys and the hard work that they've they've done and, and, and put in yeah and you know my my silly little podcast wouldn't exist without theirs but just to reach out and say hey I, you know, I love the, the what you're bringing to the space and that sort of thing. And they've always been really nice to me. And Eric Schranz has always been really nice to me, even though he pro- I probably don't deserve the niceness that Eric Schranz has, has poured upon me and, and, and Scotty Coomer as well. And you're right, though. I mean, it is a very – it's kind of cool. It's a very niche uh, niche 
niche. You can say it either way. Uh, sport. Niche. niche. It's a very niche sport. Uh, and a lot. And to a lot of people, like there's a whole lot of people at your work that have no idea who Carl Meltzer is. But to, but to us, he's a legend. And right. that legend can be sitting right next to you at the starting line and be like, you're like, what's up? What's up, Carl? And he's just be like, hey, how are you? Hey. Yeah. You want, you want some of my Red Bull? Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Carl, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I did. I, when I interviewed Max King, I did. I don't know if I, I can't remember if I brought it up before or during the podcast. Um, but why, I met Max King out at Western States um, because when I was crewing my buddy Travis years ago, the Friday before Western States, they have an event that's free for crews and pacers. It's like the it's the escarpment like 5K. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can basically climb the first few like you can do the to the top of the race the first what four miles of the race. Yeah, the, the first you can do the escarpment and, do. and come back down right, and it's a free cool. race, and they got a lot of swag and stuff like that. So I went to the swag tent, and Max King, who was running for Montreal at that time, was handing out. Uh, you could get the bib there. I mean, they were they were the ones they were the the, the sponsors of Western States yeah. for that year. It's Hoka now, but he's and he's handing out buffs. And I'm like, well, I'm getting in line. And this is way before I ever launched a podcast. Uh, I'm getting in line. I'm going to go talk to Max King. And of course, I'm like, hey, hey, Max, what's up? Uh, you, did, you did a really good job this year. I saw your race results. And he's like, thanks, man. Here's a buff. And then moved on to the next person. He didn't remember that, thank God. I didn't become like the, man, I hate dealing with people. You know, I'm like, like Max King didn't share me as a story like, man. Got to hand out buffs. Some doe-eyed idiot comes up and starts trying to talk to me. <laughs> you remind me of uh, Chris Farley right now. You're like, hey, hey, uh, Scott Jerk. Remember, remember when you <laughs> which remember when you do you remember that? That was awesome. Yeah, which I was so worried that when because um, you know a lot of times I have I, I've talked about this before. I have a guest wish list, right? I, I always want to be flexible enough to grab great stories, and I don't want to be just an elite podcast because. Um, for sure I think I think other stories need to be shared and I think you know regular folks doing amazing things is more inspiring than I get paid to do amazing things or whatever but I do like to talk to I have a list of people that I just love to talk to and every once in a while I'll reach out to those people and see if they're interested more often than not I don't hear anything back but when I sent Dean Carnazes uh an Instagram message. I'm like, dude, Carno's not even seeing that shit. Dean Carnaz, is, he's, you know, he's sitting there eating his Greek yogurt and then going like, oh, let me scroll through the gram and see what's going on in the gram. I was wrong. Dean Carnazes does scan the gram uh, on his while he's eating his Greek yogurt. And all of a sudden I get a message back and I'm like, what? Because it pops up. You get a little message like, okay, who just Instagram? Dean Carnazes right. just sent me an Instagram message? Holy crap. Damn. And so I th- I was really worried that my interview with Dean was going to be Chris Farley's Chris Farley show. <laughs> like, remember you wrote that book? That was so cool. That was the coolest. <laughs> I'd like write down like I, 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 I generally prepare very lightly. Like I, I know there's a couple sure. point points that I want to talk to, but I don't think regular conversations are prepared for. Like, you know, you know, (laughs) you're not talking to someone after a race and you've scanned their ultra sign up results and you're like, so, you know, like have a list of questions you want to talk to them about. But I was like, I have to prepare a lot for Dean so I I can make sure it doesn't turn into it was so awesome. (laughs) Ryan, what's it like to say that Dean Carnazes slid into your DMs? 
It's pretty. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll tell you what. It's, sexy, it's my call. Right? It's my calling card. You know. But here's but here's here's the thing, Ryan, about about this sport and everything. And and you haven't said it yet, so my bingo card is not full. But you're going to say it at some point. Yeah. About the level of your podcast. Yeah. Um, tertiary. So say, there it is. There. Right. Mark it down. Tertiary, tertiary podcast. podcast. Okay, got it. Thank you. I almost got bingo here. Um, and we talked about hammer gel, so let me just mark got that, that off. Mark it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, the thing about this is that this sport and this and and this um, the media part of it is so open that I felt comfortable enough to be like, you know who, you know, it would be fun if I just hit up Ryan randomly and said, hey, I think I might. I'm trying to do the Grand Slam. This could be interesting. Yeah. You want to chat about it? And you were like. Literally within a day, you were like, "Hey, man, yeah, uh, give me a call this time on this day, and we'll do it." I'm like, "Like yeah. that's exactly the feeling. That, that that's just why this sport is. I mean, this sport is so cool." Now every ultra runner is going to be like, "Hey, Ryan, can I can I be on your podcast?" <laughs> no. You're giving out uh, free interviews, so uh, I'm running a <laughs> I'm running a 10k with my daughter. Um, Sounds great. You're like, yes, content need 10K, content. 10k training secrets. <laughs> it is funny though because um i can definitely tell um who's who's heard of the podcast when i reach out for an interview and who has no idea like because i'll say oh, like sure. hey i host the adventure jogger podcast i'd love to talk to you about your race let's be like oh that sounds great i'll be right on and then other people will go like what is the adventure jogger about <laughs> i'm like it's about it's about trail and, and ultra running well why do you use the term jogger well there's a story behind that and then usually i'll explain then they're like oh okay okay all right <laughs> i'd be remiss if i didn't mention that i am also a finisher i've done some hundreds and i've done a yeah. few things and that's all fine who gives a shit but i do have i am a finisher and have an official time for the white claw mile what was your white claw mile time oh shit um it was slower than you and Jeff, and I was pissed about it, especially because you ran in cowboy <laughs> boots, didn't you? Um, By the way, everybody, uh, just so you know. Wait, White, you know what? Hold on. I have it right here. White Claw yeah. Mile 2 is coming soon. 11, so. 11 minutes and 53 seconds. Okay. Now, you know what to do to train to get a better time this year. Uh, train. I don't. Tell me. Oh, shit. You know what? This is going to be a rough year for you. Because what? you're gonna oh. have, because because I think we're gonna, and I've been talking to Jason. We're gonna get the White Claw Mile, uh, that you know, opened up pretty soon, so people can be a part of it. But that's gonna oh, be sorry. right. That's gonna be right during your Old Dominion Western States oh. run there. Well, no, after Old Dominion, the week after I finish Old Dominion, all bets are off. I'm drinking okay. again. Okay, and then I'll take a couple weeks off uh, before Western. But um, eleven fifty three, and I know I can beat that time. I, my, my beer mile time is just under 10 minutes and yeah. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm going to, cause I was in, sh- I was actually in shape for that race. I'm like, I'm going to crush it. Beer yeah. mile. What's the difference? Right. The amount of uh, burning of that carbonation compared to beer, it's like next level. And also I was twice as drunk or whatever <laughs> from the white claw than from, from, you know, cause beer, beer mile, you're only drinking like a, you know, Coors or, right. you know, or, uh, but for some reason it just, I'm not sure what the alcohol difference is, but I was hammered. <laughs> hammered. And my, my, my 12 year old daughter was out taking, uh, she was a videographer. So she was, yeah. she would every lap as I would crack open my mango white claw. <laughs> 
was a bad flavor too, Brian. I don't know. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. But anyway, uh, I, I, I love that shirt and I wear that shirt proudly. And literally, Ryan, talk about tertiary. Talk about niche, niche, niche. Yeah. People are like, what the actual F is the White Claw Mile? I'm like, a <laughs> story you wouldn't understand. Just enjoy my, enjoy my shirt that is branded, but it isn't. So somehow Ryan and Jeff aren't getting sued. Um, was yes. Jason a part of that too? Jason he was. Green? Yeah, yeah. The Jason's got the lawyers. So, <laughs> okay, perfect. Oh, it was so fun. That was, and that was like, man, talk about it again. During it was like right in the smack dab in the middle of COVID, and it was like, yes, I saw that pop up. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. We're doing it again. And, you know, my girlfriend's like, why? Why would? Why? It's a virtual, a virtual, uh, you know, beer mile essentially. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I took it very seriously. And I, you know, of course, you know, it's on Strava and the whole thing. And she's like, yeah, you guys are weird. That's fine. I'll, I'll support you, but you guys are weird as shit. But then, you know, she, but then she comes to no business and stays up for 30 hours while I run that race. So I'm like, well, you're supporting me. So you're a, you're an enabler. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll let this slide because you came out to, to no business, but no more <laughs> slamming comments. I will give this tip um, as we prepare to launch Claw Mile 2. Um, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that might be the name. Um, (laughs) Hey. But but I will say the flavor is a big factor in how quickly you can get those things down. I found that for me, the smoothest flavor, and I did not use this one because Stafford brought all black cherries um, and a variety pack. And so poor Matt Queer, that's his last name. I'm not being offensive. That's his last name. Um, He got stuck drinking like the grapefruit and that really affected his time. Um, But yeah, the the natural lime, if you you get the natural lime and that that goes down the quickest. Yeah, the the mango was rough. I was like, this is, I'm going to go mango. This is going to be great. It's summertime. It was hot as hell bad don't do mango okay so mango's out yeah grapefruit is out lime yeah, okay. yeah you want to go with lime i'm hoping my wife will do it this year a, you know i just saw there's a watermelon they just started doing watermelon oh yeah that could be perfect too yeah i wonder if that's something you can train with that yeah. train with that yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> so stick around for details on when claw mile two uh will oh, be, so in. be hitting and of course the the prize you get to be on the adventure jogger the fastest time i still can't believe that guy ran like a sub five last year <laughs> yeah i'm hoping to get that zach bevan kid who just who just crushed the strolling gym record you know, I'm trying to. I'm gonna see if I can get him to do it, and see if I can get uh, Taggart Van Etten to do it, because he just he just set the new world record for the uh, hundred mile on a on a treadmill. Holy shit! Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's something to be said about these young guns. If they're if like this is where the older guys might be able, like again the veterans who know what they're doing, yeah. who know a thing or two about drinking, where we can like you know actually you know, make a difference. Cause I, I, a good, good buddy of mine, we did a beer mile in Leadville. Yeah. We were paying his wife um, and crewing her. And so the day before we did a beer mile in Leadville and uh, this guy is like a, like a speedster. Yeah. And he literally drank his first beer, did his first quarter mile and just, you know, yacked. And so <laughs> someone, and so I beat him in the beer mile, but again, it's like, this is the, that's my only chance, Ryan, to beat anyone at anything is in a, is in a beer mile. Cause yeah. I was holding that beer mile over Kyle Curtin for years until we did another one oh, two years right. and he beat me. 
I, I just, I, I love that you guys are going to crew and pace him. That's going to be so great. Uh, that's Western States is going to be bonkers. Yeah, because Walmsley's back. It is the most stacked lineup that race has ever had. Yeah. I mean, yeah. shit. Hey, hey, your buddy Max King is going to be there, and you can be like, hey, hey Max, Max, remember? What's up? Remember when you gave me that buff? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you got any more of them buffs, Max King? Great to, great to hey, see you again. Good to dig into your Montreal uh, closet and see if there's anything left. What I Montreal? That's how that's how long we've been around this freaking sport, Ryan. Yeah. We remember when Montreal was like the number one shoe. In, oh yeah. In, running isn't yeah. that crazy yeah. pearl, pearl azumi wasn't that oh god yeah trail in two is the best trail shoe ever made oh all yeah. right yeah so they don't make them anymore <laughs> sad let's not go down that road of of canceled right. shoes let's be excited yeah. that we're gonna see each other at western states yes, i'll sir. probably end up pacing you because i'll get dropped so bad that i'll just i'll <laughs> catch up with you and then i'll just finish with you if you could stand at that corner of Highway 49 and make sure I don't make that wrong turn like like Jim did, that's all I need. I just need someone there. Course Marshal. Course Marshal, please. I am not pacing that section because I don't want Kyle uh, to, to blame me. Like, oh, was, I almost made top 10 and Pluckelman took me on a wrong turn. You know? Do you uh, do you know what part you're pacing yet? Has he even has he hasn't got gone to that yet? We haven't gotten that far yet. Kyle's not a planner. Kyle's a last minute guy. So we'll figure. Okay. You know, and we're gonna figure that out the Friday before Western States. It'll be Friday night. We're gonna be sitting there in that room. He's not yep. gonna be doing anything. We're all gonna be drinking, and he's gonna be like, "Okay, guys, we probably should get a plan together." Plants, man, you know. <laughs> Christina is coming along, so she'll be able to wrangle everybody, and she'll be the chief. So. Oh, killer. I figure she's a seventh grade math teacher. If she can corral a group of seventh grade boys to be able to do math homework, she can take care of the rest of us. If she can, if she can handle the 69s and the pen fives and the, and the uh, boobless upside down on the calculator. <laughs> the infinity you know, ball sack. <laughs> Ryan, what do you know about Old Dominion? I don't really know much about it except that it's Jeff honestly, ran it first, the first 100 miler ever, right? It, it, they, it was, it was because Western States wasn't 100, I believe. Right, it was like 92 or something. Yeah, it was a little. I mean, yeah. it's all semantics, and people get worked up about that, and I don't want people yeah. leaving me bad reviews on on Apple oh, Podcasts. Sorry. So we're we'll, we're gonna skip around that, but I'm gonna say Old Dominion. Jeff did it uh, a couple years ago, and it's a real old school race. You don't finish in 24 hours. You don't get a buckle. Right. You get. Yeah, and it's a 28-hour cutoff, so... Yeah, but I think, if I'm correct, I think a lot of it is on road. Okay. So it's a lot of road miles. 14,000 feet of climbing, so it's pretty legit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be... And that's the thing, is, like, thinking about Western States three weeks later, I can't, like... I got to leave. I can't leave it all out on the table. Yeah, don't one. go for that buckle, Joseph. Don't be like, I'm getting that Old Dominion buckle. Because that could put your Western States buckle in, in jeopardy, and that's the one you want. Oh, yep, exactly, exactly. Well, it's going to be a crazy summer for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you uh, you wanted to have this chat. I just this gets me all. It's like my stoke is high right now, and not just for the slam, but just for freaking the sport in general. The yeah. fact that it's all kind of coming back, and you know, I I don't know if you follow uh, Jamil and Aravipa and all that, but yeah. you know. He's got that 250 mile race going on, and they've been talking a lot about that. And the canyons happened, and the freaking world strolling gym, and the world record was just beaten. Yep. And 
Yeah. That guy, that guy Lithuanian or something who just beat the beat Zach Bitter's time. Um, oh no. Taggart Van Etten is from Illinois. He's from like, yeah, he's just got the greatest name ever. His name is Taggart Van Etten. It's a great name. Are you sure he's not from Lithuania? He, his parents may be, but he's from Illinois. I've interviewed him. Yeah, he's he's actually from like uh, a, a small town in Illinois, and he's kind of just appeared on the scene. And man, that dude's calling his shots. I would yeah. say that Tag, if if I'm putting money, I think Taggart Van Etten uh, shows up, and he possibly sets a new fastest. A hundred miler, you know, not on a treadmill time. I think he's he breaks the record for a trail hundred mile time. The dude's fast. The fast he's dedicated, and his brain yeah. is like I've I've interviewed him. He's interesting because you can tell that man's intense. You know, like yeah. so some people's like ah, I don't know, have some fun. He's like yeah. I'm, I'm in this. To, I'm in this to win this. And so I have a feeling we'll be seeing some very interesting things from him in the future just because i mean he didn't just kind of beat bitter's record he fucking destroyed it yeah 11 hours and 20 minutes (laughs) i mean it's crazy it's bonkers yeah i love i love seeing all these and i love seeing all the kind of the track people are like huh this trail thing looks like something i might be interested in i love it i think it's so cool for the sport and i love seeing all the youth and and you know you know desi comes on and you know crushes the 50k Kara uh, Goucher is out there now yep. doing stuff, and it's just like, man, this is great. This is, I love it for the sport, and I think it's exciting. I know a lot of old school people are a little, you know, cranky about it, but I think it's it's cool for the sport. It is, and I think everything just comes in circles, right? I think there'll be a big boom, and then there'll be a little shrinking. Where it'll go back, and maybe you won't have to sell your child to get into Western States, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, Ryan, too. It's like, well, I got I got to do Western now because this is it. Yeah. Like this is, it. It, it, you know, and honestly, I'm, I'm, fi- I'm going to be 51 for Western. If I start putting tickets in again after this year, it, I, I'll be, you know, well into my sixties. You know what I mean? Who knows where everything's going to be at that point? So well, it's like, you'll be well into your nineties, you know, yeah. 90 year old <laughs> Joseph bears <laughs> running Western States for the second hey. time. Gordy, get out of the way. I got 400 tickets. <laughs> Finally got in on 400 tickets. Oh, man. I can't wait to see Gordy without a shirt on. That's going to be fun. Everybody's seen, yeah, Gordy without ever, a shirt on. He ever knows every interview. It's like, he's like, man, put a shirt on. Let's, he doesn't like Laz wearing shirts. Puts a shirt on. He's nice. He's good about it. <laughs> yeah, Laz always, Laz always has a shirt and a flannel. I don't know why Laz is wearing a flannel shirt and it's 90 degrees outside, but he's got it. <laughs> and, smoking a, yeah. and smoking a heater. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's dedicated. Shirt, smoking a cigarette, and it's, yeah, oh, yeah. in Tennessee in July. No, thanks. He's dedicated. <laughs> yes, you know? You know what? That's his brand. I'm sure he's got a whole social media team that he's very focused with. <laughs> no, I can tell you he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Because <laughs> if ever you got you to stay on brand, Laz. Right? Can you imagine someone trying to tell Laz he needs to stay on brand? Like, could you imagine <laughs> just, someone like saying, "Like, hey, Laz, you know, 15 paragraph yeah. Facebook posts about the flora and fauna of Central Tennessee." I mean, maybe that's just the stuff not everybody wants to see. Maybe you don't need to be posting that. Can you imagine that conversation? That ain't happening. No, no. Man, 23 paragraphs a, about why your dog likes too. to go it's... outside. Come on, man. <laughs> that, you know what? I, 
Barkley doesn't doesn't do it for me. Badwater doesn't do it for me. But something about the Great Race, um, something about that intrigues me. Oh, Vol um, State. Jeff, uh, the 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 uh, Vol State, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like you know, when you were interviewing Jeff, like from the race, like yeah. he was calling you on during the race. Yep. Man, that was riveting. That was some great podcasting right there because I, I was so invested in his in his run. I don't even know the guy, and I was so invested because it's like. He's calling from the side of a gas station, yep. eating a turkey and a and a Dr Pepper, and it's like, oh man, this is as as real as it gets, yeah. man. And something about that race is interests me. But put yeah. on your bucket list. You need to come out to Tennessee next year and at least do strolling gym. Oh, for sure, for sure. Can't, yeah, especially yeah. Jeff's yeah. camper sleeps seven. Um, okay. He's got <laughs> I don't know how tall are you. He's got these little bunk beds that you have to be like like under five five to sleep in. Now I bend your knees. Make it then, but you Just, know what? As long hey, as long as we get a Waffle House in uh, <laughs> and drink some White Claw, and man, I'm so in. That'd be so fun. And there's two places to get Hunt Brothers Pizza within ten miles of the finish line. <laughs> so that's a winner right there. Little Hunt Brothers. I'm in. I'm in. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll join you in your. Uh, are you gonna do? You're gonna do another like harken back to the old days no run, you- i'm gonna do a harken back to the modern days with modern modern technology and gps watches okay. and all that stuff i'm not gonna be fueling <laughs> with snickers bars this time Ooh, yeah no syrup bottle for you no 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 <laughs> joseph this has been a great chat man thanks for for oh. jibber jabbering with me for an hour man ryan this was fun thank you i really appreciate it and, and uh i'm excited to see you out there at western and uh yeah i'll be i'll be giving you a virtual virtual high five when i see you and no no, we'll get a real high five i'm vaccinated are you vaccinated one got both shots i'm on team team moderna i am i am there i had my i had my 24 hours of got felt like i got hit by a truck and i'm good to go now okay so we're good so we can give an actual real hug joseph and we can even do the europeans on each each side (laughs) if we wanted to no, I'm saving that for Killian. I'll, I'll only kiss Killian. <laughs> cheeks. That's it. <laughs> I thought that's what you wanted. <laughs> hey, everybody, next time you see Olaf Westernack at a race, go go up to him, give him two kisses and just tell him that's how I thought Europeans did things. Yeah. yeah Same my, thing for my Martin friend Taggart. Sh- my friend Taggart from Lith- I decided that he's from Lithuania yeah. for some reason. So, yes. yeah, you Taggart the two kisses. Too. Yes, Taggart Van Etten, um, <laughs> who's from from Illinois. <laughs> Martin Sheen Kluth. Yeah, those guys. You got to give them two kisses, one on each side. Just be like, nice to see you. You know, just see. You. Please do that, somebody. We'll see how that because that's how they do it. That's how they greet people in Europe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, UTMB. Everyone's kissing on each other. Oh yeah, sure. I'm not telling you to stick your tongue down Martin's throat. <laughs> I'm telling you to give them a little on each side, like they do in movies. You know, see that's how, fair. Yeah, see if that gets you. See what kind of look you get from that. <laughs> all right. It's gonna be a let's. Get, it's gonna be a love fest at Western. Oh, that's it all is. It's it, gonna be touching each other and hugging each other. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like the '70s, like everyone throwing their uh, hotel room keys in a fishbowl. Oh, it's gonna be a, the the most PG orgy you've ever seen. Because it's gonna. <laughs> and, oh, that's that's it. It is PG orgy. I think you should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> make western states that should be your crew shirt for uh kyle well welcome to the pg orgy western there's gonna be so much one dude there's gonna be so much hugging going on at western states back slapping you know it's gonna oh. be fun ajw is gonna be dry humping everyone it's gonna be fun <laughs> i can't wait touch the buckle touch the buckle hey yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on hold on 
AJW impression and bingo. Yeah, we're, we we're, we're all good. We I get did to, it. We get to wrap it up now, everybody. Thank you for listening to Adventure Jogger, adventurejogger.com. There's new gear, even Team Adventure Jogger race team stuff. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.